Welcome to Scale Up and Grow, a podcast from Turning Point Training and Development, where we discuss everything you need to know for your own personal and professional development and growth. Here's your host, Mary Ricketts. I am so glad to be back with you. Listen, I want to talk about something that we don't like to talk about, and that is about getting rejected. So I want to talk about what you can do after you've been rejected, whether it's from a job rejection or it was, you know, the proposal that you worked so hard on. Let's talk about what to do after you've been rejected. And sometimes, you know, they sent us an official letter in the mail or we got an email or we got that phone call, but being rejected for anything, it, it hurts. It's things, you know, I usually call it a sucker punch. It's not what we want to hear, especially when we believe at least our perception is that we made it to the final round, right? We made it you know, we've gone through all the interviews. We're like the final of the three. We've made the proposal. We've done the pitches. We've made five extra presentations. And we thought we were going to be selected. We thought that we were the strongest candidate for that job. We thought we were the right organization. We had the best solution for that other client. Just when you you were looking forward to taking that next step for the new job, for the new offer, for you know the new project, and you were picturing you know what that's going to look like. You guys know what we do, okay? Or at least what I do. I start role playing that in my head. It's like this is how I'm going to open up to that organization for the project, or this is what my team's going to do to make sure that we are the best trainer and developer they have ever had in-house if you thought you were going to be the best whatever for that new job and then guess what it hits you get the email the one that you've been writing for and it's not until you get sometimes to like that second sentence that tells you we've selected someone else for the task you know or that letter telling you that they've hired someone else or that you know uh, another company or provider you know they felt had a better solution than you do So let's be honest, because sometimes your first reaction is to respond in a not so nice way at the company, or you blame yourself because you start role playing that in your head again. And you're thinking, I should have said this different. I should have tweaked my proposal. Uh, My presentation should have had their logo on it. You will do that to yourself. And it's really important for us to take a moment and step back and learn from the experience. And then guess what, you guys move on move on, learn from it and move on. So some of this, I want you to think about it from a perceptive way. Um, It's not that I lost. We weren't going to be a good fit for each other. Sometimes that hurts sometimes because we're counting on, you know, that project to stay in the pipeline, you know, to fill the gap, you know, what you were looking at, you know, for your quota for the month, for the quarter, whatever that may be. But I want to give you a few tips to follow after you've been rejected. I'm talking about whether it's a job, your proposal, and then sticking with your activity. Here's why I say that, because sometimes when that sucker punch comes, when the rejection comes, you know, we get that little pit in our stomach, you know, we, we don't feel well, especially when we're counting on it for income. <laughs> Let's be honest, you know, if you are the salesperson on the job, and you don't get, you know, this project, is that going to cost you your job? But here's what I want you to think about. You get it. How are we going to learn from it? 
How do we keep the ball moving so that you can still achieve the success that you want? So let me give you a few tips. Here's what I want you to think about first. Consider responding. You're still interested in that company, whether it's for a job or for a project, it may be worth responding to their email, to the letter that they sent, to that verbal call that you got. You still may want to respond, but here's the thing. Be sure to respond in a positive manner and ask them to keep you in mind for future projects. Ask them to keep you in mind for future opportunities. Let them know you're not pissed off because you didn't get it. Wish I would have, yes. Oh, you know, I'm disappointed in hearing the news. Please keep me in mind um, for future opportunities, for future projects. I'd love to be um, your go-to person, you know, that you keep in the back burner. Think about how you can word that. One of the things that's interesting is how often we don't respond. So if I have um, an opportunity out there, I'm gonna be honest, if I didn't select a candidate uh, to be a trainer or a coach on my team, and they send a positive response, not candid, because, you know, we compete that as well. We can tell when it's like, oh, God, this is a cut and paste response off the Internet. I'm not saying do that, but I want you to really consider what you can do to respond positively and still show a little bit of your skill set and your professionalism in your response. Second thing I want you to keep in mind, if you haven't done so already, connect with that organization, if you could find the HR manager, if you could find others in the company, connect with them on LinkedIn. This way you can start building connections and relationships and networking possibilities with others that are in the organization. You could also ask those contacts um, that you made while you're interviewing to connect with you on LinkedIn. You know, you know, I'd, I'm sorry I, I wasn't the candidate of choice, but I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn because I am very interested in your organization. Let them know you're also willing not to give up and not in a stalking way, but remind them of your interview and thank them for their time and their consideration. Because guess what? You never know. That other candidate might not work out. I've had it happen where I have brought on people on the team. And it's like, you know what? This isn't really going to work out like I thought it was. Let me see who was my number two or number three um, in that bucket. Let me get an idea of why I didn't select them. This is me coming from the owner and HR side of it. And let's find out if, if I missed something. And maybe they really would have been a better fit than the candidate that I selected. Next, I want you to think about keeping an eye on future opportunities, okay? So you've probably read letters um, saying that your resume, you know, will be kept on file or, you know, we'll keep your proposal, you know, on file. We thank you for, you know, taking the time to respond. And the truth is that it will probably be forgotten. Let's just be honest. It probably will be forgotten for most organization as time goes by. It's up to you to keep an eye on the company, what's going on with that organization, if that's something you're really interested in. Let me be clear. It is different if you are just in a you know large job hunt, but I'm talking about when you've eyeballed you know, like your top three organizations that you really would love to consider being a part of that team. You don't want to stay in the file too long. Other places where you can find the latest um, vacancies, you know, or opportunities, sometimes you can tell because they've posted something or you may read an article 
um, that they may have posted, you know, maybe it's their own blog that they're working on some things or something in, you know, the local business journal may pop up, but think about what you can do to stay top of mind for them because your opportunity could just be around the corner. Another thing that we don't, I, I know sometimes we ask for, and sometimes it's tough to give, but asking for feedback, you know, I, I know you're busy, but I'd love to know if there were, you know, two things that really stood out with the other candidate, you know, over me. I'd love to know what that is because I'm always looking for opportunities um, to improve. Companies may not want to comment on their hiring process, but there are some cases where you can collect some good feedback. If you worked with a recruiter, ask them if they can tell you how that decision was made and what areas you really may need to strengthen. There's nothing worse. Let me tell you something. I had it happen to me <laughs> with our team. I, I didn't state our LMS experience. I didn't state our experience with learning management systems. Hello, we missed an opportunity. And I thought, why in the world didn't we do that? We, me, it didn't matter we missed the bucket on that. Um, and I take full responsibility on that. I think my team probably kind of pointed a little finger at me as well. And you know what, that's okay. I own that one. But when you find out those things, there's nothing worse than finding out, man, I, I have that skill set available or I have experience with that tool. Why didn't I put that on there? Don't worry about it. Learn your lesson, get the details of it and keep it moving. The next thing I want you to think about is evaluating your performance. Now, here's something you can do, and especially if you're doing um, remote interviewing, feel free to consider recording yourself. You want to record yourself because you want to know what did you do that you can take a little time to improve on. I'm not saying use the recording to beat yourself up, you know, like, oh, you may want to catch how many ahs and ums and uh-huh's that you said. You may catch the tone of your voice, the pace of your conversation, and listening to yourself later will help you improve. I did it for years in sales. You can do it for interviewing when you're presenting um, a project proposal. Think about it. I had to learn something from a recent project that I proposed. A question came up in the third meeting that I thought, why didn't I have that in my proposal? Guess what? Now I'm tweaking my proposal. This is something for our diversity, equity, uh, and growth client that we're doing for clients. And it's like, why didn't I have that in my proposal, in my presentation? Well, guess what I do now? Take time, evaluate your performance, examine the entire process from the time you made your first pitch, or did you send an email? If it's on the job side, your resume, go back and look at the process that you follow. Are there things that you want to do differently next time? Was your proposal too short? Was your resume too long? Was it too short? Do you need to tweak your cover letter? Do you need to add some additional steps in your presentation? What do you need to do to tweak the proposal? But think about all those things that you can do. Now, let me give you some tips on uh, continuing your, your search for new clients, continuing your search for a new job, accept your feelings. If you dropped the ball and you did, or you got the rejection letter, accept the fact that it did piss you off. It hurt your feelings. You were, you were looking for that. If you were irritated that you got turned down three times for a position or an opportunity that you know you, your team, your organization is overqualified for. And then guess what? 
treat you and your team with some compassion and some grace, acknowledge the loss. And, you know, I almost don't even like to call it a loss. To me, a loss is really, I had something and I lost it. You didn't have it yet. You have the opportunity and you didn't gain it. But even kind of flip your mentality and your mindset on that just a little bit and thinking that, you know, I really didn't lose it. I just didn't gain it. Talk it over, talk it over with your team. It can be really helpful to bring in um, a friend, a coach, a professional to kind of look at, you know, what does my proposal look like? I have done that. I have a friend actually reviewing one of my proposals right now. It's like, you know what? This is your wheelhouse. Take a look at this. Uh, What do I need to adjust? Is it too long? Is it too short? You know, what verbiage do I need to have? What keywords am I missing in my proposal for this particular project that that we want to do? Because it's a hot a hot spot right now. Focus on what you can do to make the next better, to make the next more effective. Don't beat yourself up, but be okay having someone else review your project, your proposal, your presentation, your resume, all of that, because you want to. You want to come in with a, a more effective way of doing it. Not that you did anything wrong, but what's a better way you can do it. And you need other perspectives because guess what? Sometimes we write our resume thinking of us versus, hey, I need to write this resume for this type of personality that is probably looking at it. Same thing with a proposal or a presentation. I have to catch uh, myself for my team. Did I write this proposal or did I create this presentation just based on my personality and behavior style versus those I'm presenting to? Clarify your goals. Maybe you're on the approach, um, on the right track, or perhaps you could really benefit from changing your approach a little bit in a presentation, in in an interview, think about what kind of opportunities you enjoy, what kind of job, what kind of um, tasks do you really want to do? What are you good at? It doesn't matter if we're talking about job hunting or we're talking about going after a new contract, a new proposal. Expanding your options could really help you uncover some new possibilities or at least give you a little bit more practice in interviewing, let me share this with you. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it is okay to interview, to present, to uh, propose to an organization that is not your key player. Here's what I mean by that. If I was really thinking of going after a project that is um, maybe not the key player I want, maybe it's like my number five or number six company. It's okay if you want to present to them first. And, you know, it'd be great if you get it as well. It's not saying you don't want it, but if they're not like your number one, number two, or number three, it's okay to to practice with someone else. If you land it, perfect. If you don't, you can take that opportunity to learn and make some adjustments moving forward and then build a good support team. Find a, a a group or organization or other colleagues that can help you and you guys support each other, right? This is when it's like, are you using a proposal software? Which one are you using? Are you using uh, a career coach, a resume writer? Who are you working with? Find someone else that's in the same boat you are so that you all can be a support system, not compete, but be a support system for each other. The other thing I want you to consider is really boost your self-esteem by going over your accomplishments. 
Think about the last opportunities that you really did well. If we're talking about job interviewing, think about what you, what you did accomplish in your previous position. Think about what your company, if you're the business owner, you're the salesperson, think about what you, what was that last client you won? Even if it's been a while, it's okay. But think about how you got them. And think about what a great job you did on your last project. Think about the comments that that client has made that your last uh, uh, 360 came back and told you about what a great teammate you are, what a great employee you are. You know, what are some of your strengths? Carry it with you so that you can remind yourself of the talents and gifts that you can contribute to another team or organization. Okay, here comes the next part. Sometimes you do have to take a moment and really assess what your goals are, even when it comes to finances. Let me tell you what I mean by that, because maybe you're really concerned if you've got that project, if you've got that, that next contract, if you've got that job, because you've got a gap in your pipeline, you've got a gap, maybe you've been without a job for a little while, or maybe you're just thinking, I really need to bump up my income, this is really, really important. Ease the pressure of feeling desperate because you need it for the money. Please hear me when I say this, we all need it. <laughs> we all need to, you know, and many of us have a desire to increase our income and there's nothing wrong with that, but ease the pressure by exploring, you know, other opportunities and other sources and other types of projects so that you don't come across with that desperate mindset because sometimes you all, it does come across, it will come across in our speech, in, in you know, how, how bad do I really have to have this? When we have other opportunities in the pipeline for us, we won't come across as, as desperate and we will take the pressure off of ourselves as well and reduce um, anything unnecessary for yourself, um, reduce unnecessary expenses. You know, if you're in the job hunting mode, figure out what you can tweak and reduce while you're looking for that. If you're looking for your next project and it's been a gap, you know, and maybe there's there's not the number of clients you need coming in right now to sustain you and your team and your business, you're going to have to start thinking about things you can reduce or look at other opportunities. Here's here's another thing I mean by that. So let's say that, you know, our key player right now are, you know, organizations with 25 to, you know, 300 employees. Maybe we come up with a quick, small package for the under 25 employees, you know, employers that have under 25 employees, maybe it's something quick, maybe they're quick turnarounds, maybe there's some low hanging fruit that you can go after so that you can take some of that heat and pressure off of you and your team. Lastly, and probably one of the most important things, stay positive. Remain sure for while you are becoming more resilient in handling that rejection letter, that rejection phone call, that rejection email. And remember that you have the potential to be a valuable player and contribute, whether it's being a new team member, whether it is uh, coming in as a team member because you're, you're gonna be a contractor or, um, or a coach or trainer for another organization. Let me wrap it up with this. I want you to really think about how you can maintain confidence and hope that you're gonna bounce back from every, every rejection letter, every rejection um, and turn down and know that you get 
this week, this month, this year, this quarter, it doesn't matter. And use every experience to fine tune your opportunity search. If you network vigorously and consistently, even if it has to be virtual, follow up on every person. Every person could be a lead versus being a a new client all the time. Sometimes you can build a great relationship because that person can open a door for you, whether you're thinking, I'm job searching, I need to find some other connections. If I'm looking for a new project for myself and our team, oftentimes it's going to come through a connection and collaboration with someone else. But you can find more opportunities and increase your chances of finding something that you are absolutely going to enjoy and love doing. Listen, I'm Mary Ricketts to your success. Thanks for listening to this episode of Scale Up and Grow from Turning Point Training and Development. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out all of our on-demand training courses at turning-point.newzendler.com. That's turning-point.newzendler.com.